I'm Paul Lancor with PodTech.net, and I'm here with Larry Taylor today. He's a senior business advisor in the finance risk and compliance practice at Bearing Point. Larry, thank you for being with us. Thank you. And right off the bat, I want to ask, in the current capital-constrained environment, what are some of the most common errors that institutions are making? There's a number of errors that institutions make that really directly impact their ability to survive in this sort of environment. The first one is really not working hard enough to dispose of non-performing assets as soon as possible. Institutions end up catching a falling knife in that they're selling in a market where asset prices are falling, and they end up getting stuck with increasing levels of non-performing assets. Secondly, they do not sufficiently emphasize regulatory compliance. That's really a crucial error that they make. Third is not taking a sharp enough knife to non-customer facing overhead. Also, shrinking smart is a, a real key thing, is that institutions, they shrink their balance sheets to improve their capital ratios, but they do in a way that really renders them structurally unprofitable. And finally, and this is probably the one that is the most pressing issue right now, is they don't start until it's too late. And you find a lot of these institutions, they've been seeing this happening to them. It's sort of been a slow-motion train wreck, but they end up being very passive in the face of financial distress. So why do they do this, or why do they not do this? In terms of regulatory compliance, non-customer-facing expenses, why is there this reticence or this inability to take care of these issues until it's too late? I think a couple of things. Number one, I think people they start just getting hopeful. They think things cannot continue to get worse. And they don't have necessarily good forecasting capabilities. They don't have good risk models in front of them. And frankly, it involves a high level of business dislocation. It's really easy to go along and do the things you've always done. It's very hard to say, okay, let's completely re-examine the way we've been doing business and adjust our business model at a time, in many cases, where things don't necessarily look that bad right now. So what is the right way to cut expenses, and what are some of the trade-offs in shrinking the size of an institution? Well, I think one of the, as I mentioned, a lot of the times institutions don't cut their expenses appropriately. First of all, things that face your customers should really be the last thing to go. You need to keep that view towards the customer consistent because as soon as the customer starts questioning what you're doing, you end up really having some issues in terms of your perceived viability. But also what people end up doing when they shrink these things is they just don't take a sharp enough knife to it. Anything that doesn't have immediate payoff within the next year, that is, it's break-even within 12 months, should be killed. Any project with the word strategy or vision in them should be really X'd out. It quickly becomes a circumstance where you can't really focus on your long-term strategy. You have to really focus on your tactics for short-term survival. And there's a little bit of a trade-off there, but you really have to take a really sharp knife to your overhead and expenses. So why is it that regulatory compliance in particular is so important right now? As a former regulator who used to actually take over institutions, one thing you realize is that when an institution has problems, the regulators have a much higher 
degree of latitude in how they manage the institution. And that can really have a direct impact in how the regulators assess the turnaround capabilities of the institution. So if a regulator says, look, you are lacking in X, Y, and Z in terms of your regulatory capability, and then that's not addressed, well, when the regulators start assessing the capabilities of the institution, if they're unable to really address some of the fundamental regulatory requirements, they're not going to have a very good view of management as it relates to addressing more fundamental problems with the institution. So it's very, very important to keep the regulators happy and keep them having faith in management. One thing you saw recently with the WAMU deal was that, frankly, the regulators from the FDIC cut management completely out of decision-making. They had no idea what was going on. Why? Well, because as far as the FDIC was concerned, management at WAMU was irrelevant, and they did not have faith that they really were going to be able to act in the best interests of the institution or taxpayers. How should an institution be looking at the role of risk management in the current environment? Well, I think, really, risk management needs to be focused on how you can keep levels of risk that are appropriate and are still returning positive returns to the institution. A typical error is that institutions in tough times retreat completely back into 100% safe assets. But as I mentioned earlier, a lot of times what ends up happening there is that you just end up being structurally unprofitable. A lot of bankers end up acting like lemmings, so they all go into asset classes that are perceived as safe, but as a result, they are completely not paying, whereas other sectors that actually have some very nice positive risk-adjusted returns have been completely abandoned. Those banks with risk management groups that succeed in enforcing risk-adjusted discipline to their strategic asset and capital allocation can really go a long way in maintaining risk-adjusted profitability and not shrinking their way into structural unprofitability. And although it doesn't seem like it at a time like this, certain financial institutions manage to remain successful during a downturn like this. What is the secret to the success of those seemingly few institutions that manage to do so? So basically, they do the flip side of making the errors that I discussed earlier. They dispose of their non-performing assets as soon as possible, really avoid them piling up on their balance sheet. A lot of times, they take big haircuts early, but later they end up being very much proved in the right in terms of getting rid of non-performing assets. They emphasize regulatory compliance. They have really good relationships with their regulators, and when their regulators note a problem with the way that they're doing things, they really jump to it and address it. They quickly cut their non-customer-facing overhead. That is, they do not wait around. I mean, a lot of times it's very painful to, to make these cuts, but in many cases it is the long-term viability of the institution that's at question. They shrink smart. They do not shrink in such a way that they become structurally unprofitable. And finally, they start and they get out ahead of the problems. I think that's probably the number one message is you have to just get out in front of things. 
And if you feel like you're behind today, you need to accelerate the changes that much more rapidly. So, Larry, so many institutions are busy sort of putting out fires at this point that it's hard to do any kind of long-term planning. But I'm wondering if, as some of these short-term measures are being taken, uh, what are the long-term implications to the business of the type of cyclical nature that we're really experiencing the downside of right now? Well, I think this is really going to separate the winners from the losers and really impact the long-term viability of a lot of these institutions. Those that really effectively manage this downturn with minimal business disruption and minimizing some of the gut-wrenching layoffs that destroy employee morale, for example, or some of the things that are perceived by customers to not be in their best interest and negatively impact the institution's reputation. Also, with regard to stakeholders and depositors and the faith that they have in management, it's very, very important that people get out in front of this and get the things that they need to get done done now because as the longer you wait, the more uh, of an impact on the long-term viability of the institution you're going to have. Great. Larry, thank you very much for taking time out today and talking to us about this. All right. Thank you. Larry Taylor is a senior business advisor in the finance risk and compliance practice at Bearing Point.